up, guys? Welcome to this week's episode of Off the Reservation, a show that's devoted to giving you their two cents. I'm your number one wizard, Mal. I'm L, And I'm the son of Picasso. All right, and we're back. And hey, guys, I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, we have a merch shop. It is open for business. What's a wor- what's a <laughs> what's a what's a merch shop, Mal? Oh, it's a shop where you can buy fantastic off the reservation merch. Get scars, cigarettes, lighters, uh, sell you teens, um, <laughs> teeners, teeners, twenties, um, all your frisbees. No, 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 <laughs> Randy's, <laughs> Randy's, uh, Randy's. No, that's not what we're we're we're, so, we're we're selling more of the apparel. Okay, we're selling oh, yeah, t-shirts yeah, here, guys. All right. <laughs> Have you seen Get Up to the Greek the where he's like, everybody loves Jeffrey. He's the bloke down the street. <laughs> no one's afraid of a bloke named Jeffrey. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us, friends, family. Good to be here today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've been gone for a couple weeks. Yeah. We had, what, Easter two weeks ago. Yeah. And 420 uh, a couple days ago. And then. Uh, <laughs> playing it right. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, the reason why we didn't get together was my car was stolen. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. By Benny Bustamante, <laughs> Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> Benny the Jet. <laughs> Benny the Jet Rodriguez boosted my car. Oh, uh, no, I, I, we don't know who stole it. Um, We're not no throwing one. accusations out. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I ain't no snitch. So, sorry out there to anyone named Benny. Um, <laughs> Benny the Booster. Our dad? <laughs> Um, no, but yeah, no. So it was stolen. It was stolen out of my apartment uh, complex, and in the middle of the day, it was a, uh, it was a bummer because it was a you know, fairly new car to me. Um, oh man! And just so you know, if you did that, that's messed up. I'm looking at you. <laughs> uh, but no, like I, I don't know. I don't know how it was for you guys. When I grew up, my parents, we never. We never had a new vehicle. I was thinking about this the other day because I was like, like, I had bought that vehicle. It was used, but it was like it was a 2016 vehicle, and it only had 12,000 miles on it. It was like brand new, man, and it was really nice, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and then it was gone, you know. And it's just like now, uh, now I've got like you know uh, a backup car that we had that's well, always had some problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. But like in the three weeks that I've been driving it, I've had to replace like four hoses now. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I had to do like um, change out the transmission fluid. Change oh, out. Geez. I did. I learned how to. I did my first oil change because I was never really like that. You know, I always paid someone else to do it. You know. Mm. But yeah. I was like, I don't have any money. Like I don't have the money to pay for like. Uh, uh, an oil change. It's like, yeah, you gotta like hundred bucks, out. man. Yeah. You know? So like between all the other stuff I had to do, I was like, I got to do all of this on my own. See, and what it was you sh- like, what it- you should have done is you should have started a TikTok where yeah. you could, uh, you could make some money off of it, showing people how to do their own, own oil changes. Oh yeah. That's what, and then, uh, yeah. yeah, well, maybe that's, I will. I don't know. Do I might. I might have to be, keep doing my own oil changes for a while. That's but how like the kids all do of this, it. like to say that, like. I didn't have a new car growing up, so I was psyched that when we, you know, when you buy your first vehicle, like, oh yeah, like you, mm-hmm. you feel proud. There's like this sense of like, oh wow, like I, I'm an adult. I can afford it, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've got a good credit score. I am eligible for it. You're like, you feel like, yeah, like, you I played like, the game. Yeah, you know. Um, but like, it's weird because, um, it, I don't know. 
if you guys have ever felt this way, but I feel like people like look down on you. I, I guess it's just say like your own people can look down on you sometimes for like, oh yeah, not. I don't know, living the struggle or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I um, mean, I mean, personally, like a, the my current car, because I have, I you know, the two cars I have, obviously, we've we've used the Trans Am. You, yeah. You've seen it in the intro if you've watched the intro. Um, but I like our dad had gotten that in a trade, and he was like, "Hey, I want to give you this car." Like and, Indians love to barter. Like the barter yeah. system is yeah. legit. Like yeah, yeah. and like it's crazy to watch capitalism go down. It's like I can't wait for the barter system. I'm just like, but Indians see, like, were made for that. Like, that's how <laughs> I'm not ready. That's how like my, my parents were. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was always like, oh, somebody was selling a car. Let me go see if it's a good deal. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay. And then well, I got to fix a couple things up. And then, oh, hey, you know what? Let's just flip it. <laughs> you know, let's see if yeah. we can sell yeah. it again. You know, like I was just like I. I always wanted just a reliable vehicle, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I don't want to have to worry about because I've we've broken down too many times on the side of the road and like <laughs> I just like I hate that feeling of like being stranded. So yeah, that was my like, thing with a vehicle. You like, gotta I wanna... break down right though. <laughs> like yeah, you know? it's like that Dave Chappelle. He's like when you know white people's lights go off, they panic, and when black people's lights go off, they plan it. Like you gotta plan your breakdown. Yeah. You gotta plan like I need this. I need this. Oh man! You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. W- when the first hose on this vehicle went out on me, I was coming down Nine Mile Hill. Oh, and, no. and what happened was it was transmission. It was the transmission fluid line. Oh, oh man! So that's so good. right as I was getting like on the like on ramp onto it, it started to smoke, <laughs> white smoke. Oh man! And I was man. like, oh no! I was having flashbacks to like 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 being a kid blowing your yeah, ditch you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like and my wife was like what are you doing i was like i don't know <laughs> I, I can't stop we're already like on the highway you know like i can't stop and back up you know? oh my god so i was man. like oh i was like i think we're gonna have to try to ride this hill <laughs> you know <laughs> so we go down it and then all of a sudden the smoke starts going up higher and and it's like it's coming down really into is it coming out really intense yeah. now i was like we gotta pull over <laughs> so like you know we stop and pull over and i'm seeing like I'm like seeing on bottom all of this liquid coming out. I'm like, I don't know what transmission fluid is at this time. I'm like, yeah. I never had to deal with it, you know? But oh, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think it's oil, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I look at it and it's red. And we call our father-in-law and he's like, if it's red, it's not oil. He's like, it's it's probably your transmission fluid. Like, <laughs> if it's brown, oh, it's okay. oil. If it's <laughs> yeah, red, it's transmission. See, like, I think that's like the culture of being like broke and poor is like it creates like this like – need for you to learn how to be a jack of all trades that's so to true say. I, that's, I you're will, like i, I agree gotta with be a mechanic yeah. Yeah. i gotta be a plumber i gotta do like yard and I work will say yeah that's kind of where i'm at like i've i've done a, like quite a little bit of work on this thing now and i'm like oh i feel pretty accomplished like i yeah i know what i'm looking for now when i look in, a, in an engine you know I'm like, yeah okay. but see where, where i've mm. always had the issue is like when <laughs> i get to the point where i'm like i've identified the problem and i'm like i don't have a I don't have a wench to like wench out the engine or like Mm. to get into the transmission or do any of those things. And so then I got to take it to like, uh, to, to an actual garage. Yeah. And that dude's looking at me like, Oh, well you know how to do it and everything. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, why didn't you do it? And I'm like, Cause I don't have the money to afford like all this these, machinery, the like, space or the tools to do yeah. all this. Yeah. Plus, but, I'm just one guy, and then he's looking at me like, like, oh, so you're poor and everything, and you had to do all this, but you don't know how to sort all this out. And I'm like, you know what, jerk, just fix my car. Yeah. Like that's yeah. all I need. I don't need the, I don't need the guff. 
well, so like all of this is just like making me think like, all right, so if there's this idea that there's a struggle, like growing up, like, and, and, and the idea that you want to get out of that, you know what I mean? That you feel like, ah, I don't want to live like, I don't want to live in that. That's how I felt. Yeah. But then yeah, we started yeah. talking about like this idea of like culture of pro- poverty, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like this idea that like we, as I guess just people of color, you're saying, right? Like tend to perpetuate this like idea that we're always going to be poor. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's always going to happen. And I'm like, um, I mean, uh, like, I think we, before we were done, we got into this. Or at least we if you, about- I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, it's like, if you do though, then you're a sellout. If you're like, if you try to like to the other side, at least that's what I think. Sorry. But I mean, like, like what, what <laughs> I don't know what I was saying is like, like we, we see this uh, exemplified in like like hip hop culture, like mm-hmm. all the all the great hip hop artists, like they grew up from nothing, you know, like the Biggie Smalls. I was slinging, you know, slinging on the street, you know, all the um, people who looked down on me, you know, my teacher, all that other stuff, you know, you you see the and then I always like, I'm up here, I got status, I'm drinking champagne, you know, on a plane and everything. Yeah. So yeah, it's this idea of like. Yeah, we looked up to him because we were like, man, he got from from where I'm at to to a higher status. But whereas like somebody who's like, oh yeah, my dad bought me my own instruments, and you know, thankfully he hadn't made enough money in the stock exchange that I was able to afford all of this. Yeah, you look at those people differently, and you think, well, you know, you didn't go through the struggle. Yeah, you don't so know you me. Don't, you don't almost like you didn't earn it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like how dare you partake in the culture? Yeah, you know. <laughs> But like at some point, like, is that like, like for me myself, like I've heard the term urban Indian, you know, a lot. It's like people, we grew up in the city. We grew up off the reservation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, so we didn't grow up on the res. We don't know what life is like there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have an intimate like you know knowledge of what it's like you know hey man i know where it's at <laughs> <laughs> but it's like i didn't grow up there you know yeah and so like even like relatives will sometimes look at you and be like oh well you know you don't know <laughs> oh dude you know, i got <laughs> i got like the perfect example of this so um i was dating this girl from the res and uh we went back uh she was graduating for um uh, from high school and so her family was like hey why don't you come out so um I show up and I'm there like, Hey, we're going to build a shade house. And I was like, okay, cool. Sure. And like, uh, we need your help. And I'm like, yeah, fine. You know, I'm, I'm here to help. Let me, let me help where I can. And her uncles all break out their tools. And like, they hand me like a 13, 14 pound hammer, like sledgehammer. And I'm like, you know, this skinny little kid who's been running like, <laughs> Like growing up, like running. Can't handle one of these, Sonny. Yeah, <laughs> like hands it over to and you. they're all looking at me, and they're all looking at me, giggling and laughing, and I'm like, "All right, I know the joke here. You know, you guys are giving me a hard time," and they're all like, with their, you know, still whatever hammers, you know, like the little like four pounders, like hitting, knocking in nails, and they're like, "Come on, hurry up, we need you to finish up," and I'm like, "You know what, you guys, like." Like, give me a break. Like, you guys gave me, like, a like a boulder to try to put in these nails. And, like, I could feel that, that, like, you know, you don't know the the struggle. But, I mean, like, I son of Picasso and I knew, like, growing up, you know, building our own toys and building our own things because that's the lifestyle we lived in the city. Yeah. It's like, you wanted to play with a gun? You had to make it out of wood yourself, dude. Like, 
mom and dad ain't got no toy gun money. Yeah, it's not like we were like never touched anything ivory uh, gloves yeah. on all the time, you know. It's like, but you know, like uh, at the same time, we I don't know. See, but you know, that's where I think like the social sco- the, the social constructs are set there to like keep us divided. You know, it's there to make us think that oh, <clears throat> they have it better because they're in the city. Yeah, right, and like, it's like. Broke is broke. Poor is poor. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. if you don't got a job, you don't got a job. It doesn't matter where you're at. Yeah. Or like, your job doesn't pay anything. Yeah. It doesn't pay anything, and, like, you know? there's yeah. a lot of, like, other things that you, like, city Indians could be in- ignorant about, like, reservation Indians. Like, oh, you get your, you know, your house for free or whatever. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, no, like, we all have our own struggles as, you know, people of color. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you were saying, like, that's, it's, it's, it's set up that way. Like, what is the reservation? It's a government, um, like, sanctioned area that was given to us, right? It yeah, it's like quote a legal given to us, you know. And mm-hmm. I mean, when once you really look at it, you're like, this thing is a prison. It's a it's a virtual land prison, you know. And it's it's kept poor. It's kept um, at that level of poverty for a reason, you know. And that's why you yeah. have to get off in order to make at least a living wage, especially today with inflation being what it is and people having to pay for what they you know what they eat it's it's crazy so it's kind of like if you take from the things of being poor and you learn how to like you know grow your own food and like those types of skills of (laughs) being broke you know yeah it's like you're able to make your life a little better you know and i think it's crazy too we were like talking about it like that's like where society has grown to now do you know what i mean because there's there's not just poor people of color right there's poor white folk too that are newly poor like that the system is like cold out and they're like you know your side hustles now aren't making enough and like your your money isn't going as far as it used to at the grocery store Yeah. yeah so now like people are having to build gardens and like learn how to be indigenous so to say right right and like giving getting off the grid and you know, it's it's nice. Like like it's nice to get off the consumerism trail. Like mm-hmm. like train, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I've slowly been feeling like that detox. Like I was like way into like collecting Jordans and collecting like shoes and the shoe culture. Mm-hmm. And like over like the past like I don't know, three years, like I've just like slowly unplugged. And like it's just it's been like kind of a crazy experience to get away from that idea of capitalism so to say like and you know like you can like people can look down on it and like think like oh you're just like like put like into a trend or something like that but i think like we as people we can't get to the next level of enlightenment unless until we're purged of of this worldly thinking so to say do you know what i mean like because we're just like constantly in that idea of wanting more wanting more wanting Mm -hmm. more and like yes it's nice to want a new car but like they say, you minute you drive off the lot, like the shit's not worth half yeah. as much as it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, as a kid, you were like shown by your parents how to haggle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah. it's like in one sense, like I look at it, and I'm like, man, like I as an artist have the potential to be uber successful, right? And life is good. 
and if it ever got to that level like i don't even think i would want to live in a mansion or like live at that level of success right yeah like i'm always gonna live in the same spot like yeah same number same hood you know what i mean yeah. same same ford i'm driving like, <laughs> like a brown keanu yeah Reeves. like and you can quote <laughs> me on that because it's like those are what make you you yeah and like it's like those it like the the culture of poverty wouldn't be valued if like that other side is like wanting it do you know what i'm saying like why is rap music so popular right because that side wants it the white kids in suburbia want that they want a glimpse into the hard life do you mm. know what i'm saying yeah and so it's like the minute you take yourself out of that well then you you lose your connection to the pulse of reality do you know what i mean well like, and, and and honestly like the the way society has been going now especially here in the united states there's been this big pull of native americans becoming more vocal in uh in the way the world should be run uh whether it's uh fighting uh fighting against the oil pipelines whether it's uh fighting against mining and fracking and all these different things uh selling off of large uh swaths of land um for minerals and things like that and um not holding the epa accountable for the things that they're doing um pushing that and a lot of non uh non-natives in uh suburbia are coming out and going you know what we we need to listen we need to pay attention to these things and native the native voice is beginning to hold more clout than it used to yeah back in the day and and i think it's because they're realizing like that idea of the culture of poverty that we've been kept in is becoming more valuable to the future of the united states well and yeah yes 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 to all the above but i also think that we as a culture have a responsibility to change that narrative for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like we, well, the only way we're going <clears> to <throat> cause that change is by getting, leaving the reservation by leaving and, and getting out and, and bringing these ideas out further out other than in the reservation. And the problem that we see is that so many people look down on natives who like other natives from the reservation look down on natives who have already left the reservation. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a, there's definitely a, a feeling of attitude that goes mm -hmm. towards like when someone leaves or becomes you know, successful outside, you know, it's like, well, they left here, they left us, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And, and like for like the idea of like cultural poverty, that's what that is. It's a mindset mm. that like we're poor and we're going to always be poor because of who yeah. we are, you know? Yeah. And that's a lie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be that way, but we have to kind of get outside of ourselves, I think, to get past that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And accept that like, hey, we can have it better, you know, if we want to, you mm. know, but we got to want it, I think, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like we are needing to establish the infrastructure in uh, reservations to to begin to do those kinds of things. Uh, just like when we had Bernie in and he had talked about uh, being able to get, uh, trying to start, uh, what was it, the hemp, hemp growing on one of the reservations and trying to uh, establish that infrastructure, uh, getting the water, the, the solar, and those kinds of things. It's like, yeah, 
we need uh, we need those things to to build up here's like the weird part though is like reservations are government sanctioned like yeah. it's government yeah. land you know what i mean it's like who's to say we we turn the land and make it successful and then they like you know that it just which gets taken away from us again, which you know? is what they do to us yeah over you know? and over and over in history so it's like uh, it's interesting the, the, like you said there's people out there right now that are pushing to um change this narrative you, you know? know it is crazy that we're talking about that because just recently in chicago they closed down all the walmarts oh really yeah and like people are having a hard time getting their food Damn. and getting access to cheap medicine because of their insurance yeah they just shut a walmart down here yeah. and i have a friend who lived in that area of albuquerque mm -hmm. and she was like i now i gotta drive like yep. <laughs> 10 minutes further just to get some groceries because that mm -hmm. was my walmart <laughs> and i like, think about that that's going to translate into your gas tank with gas being so much and yeah. like you know it's it's crazy to talk about just them nickel and diming us because they are the, the system is nickel and diming us and it's like i think i get more i guess upset with natives who have their heads in the sand that are living off the reservations that they love to pick and choose which causes they're behind. Like you're like, oh, well, they shouldn't be fracking. They shouldn't be doing oil. They shouldn't be drilling like this. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then they put their head in the sand about police brutality or they put their head in the sand about local politics. Or and they're upset about the uh, ribbon dress. That's not a ribbon dress, <laughs> you know? It, it's, it's, it's hard. You know what I mean? You're like you can't make it to the other side and then not care about the people who are still stuck on the other side of the fence. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So no, that's true. Yeah. yeah. It's uh so like, what are you guys saying? How, how do we change this perception of this cultural poverty for ourselves? Like, well, like what do they call it? They call it a generational curse, right? Yeah. So like in one sense, it's kind of like, nobody's going to help you out. You have to help yourself out. Like the only person that like, I work so hard, not for me, because I know that I, I'm not going to enjoy it, this money, this monetary value that I've created, yeah. but my kids' kids will. Yeah, like me want... as an artist, like I'm better off dead. I mean, I, I really hate to say it, but like the minute art can no longer be produced, that's the value that it tends to go up in. That's what we've seen from the real Picassos to... Yeah to Rembrandt's like the minute you're, you're no longer living on this planet, your, your art goes up. Yeah. And so it's like, if I'm faced with that value, like I'm fine with that. How do I make sure that that wealth translates to my kids, kids, you know what I mean? How yeah. do I position them? So they're able to take on that generational wealth and break that generational curse, so yeah. to say of being broke. Yeah. Well, I mean, I look at it and I see our grandfather, our grandfather on our, on our uh, mother, well, our mother's side, uh, Wendell, he saw that he had a better future in the military. And so he joined up with the military. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've been spending a lot of time with him more recently. And he was telling me how he wanted to learn as much as he could, establish himself uh, better. And therefore, it allowed him to, once he got out, basically pick and choose where he wanted to go. You know, he said he, he was like, I had kids, so I had to think of that. I had to think of all these other things. And I think as a parent, you know, you, once you become a parent, you start thinking, what am I going to start leaving behind for um, my kids, my family? Yeah, for the future. How am I going to set them up for success? Without, yeah. Yeah. 
and and I think that's that's one of the things that um has to be asked sooner than yeah, when you have kids. Later. I also think that part of this breaking this perception of cultural poverty also means that we need to have a different um a, a different perception of our community yeah. and the people that are around us. Like if someone gets a new car, be happy for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like don't, don't put them down and be like, well, you know, you got a crappy See, car. And like, that's the thing is like, once <clears throat> we realize that there is a real war waged on our pocketbooks as people of color, as natives, as all natives as whole living on the reservation and off the reservation, then we'll be able to fight better. And to celebrate wins like that, like celebrate, yeah. like like homie got a new car, like yeah. congratulations, homie qualified for a house, congratulations, yeah. Yeah. like you now you kids don't have to go to a shitty school district, you know what I mean? Things like that, like yeah. we should celebrate that. Yeah, and, instead of being jaded and like pushing that, like throwing that shade at them, you oh, know, it's yeah. like that's unnecessary. That's not helping the community. It's yeah. it's telling someone, well, we're upset that you're so successful. You should have stayed poor. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that's essentially like reading between the lines. That's how it feels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like like I I for me I think like that's a huge portion. Like sure we might not all be able to go out and become activists and, and stop oil. We might not be able to go See, out. See I don't know though, but like at the same time I think I like I hate I hate to disagree with you, uh-huh. but if you look at it like. What is your legacy that you're leaving, right? Yeah. Like, like history will pass you by if you don't do anything. Do you know what I mean? And keep going, and t- time will roll. And if you don't do anything to change it just a little bit or to put in your little bitty footnote, then it's going to go. Well, and see, I'm not saying, like, I think march where... or, like, tear down yeah. a yeah. thing. Even hosting this podcast, I'm not by any means saying that you haven't done anything. That's yeah, not yeah. what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is if if you right don't step in and make one little change into the legacy of your family's history or native culture then time will keep going well history so will was, keep going yeah no i think we i think we kind of agree i think like what i was trying to say is that like we might not all be the ones tearing down pipe blowing up pipelines you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. or or stopping f- hey i never did that no, no, no don't don't say that no, and no, point no, no, at me a, all right there's a new movie <laughs> there's a new movie out called how to blow up a pipeline um <laughs> but like um yeah, no, no, not pointing any fingers. No, it ain't me. Uh, but what I mean is, like, like things, things have to start small. Like, we can't like before. Like, what is that? Have you guys heard the saying? It's like before I changed the world, I had to change my country. Before I changed my country, I had to change my community. Before yeah. I changed my community, I had to change my house. You know, it's like yeah. you got to yeah. start small. And if at the very least you're not going to go out there marching on whatever mm-hmm. or blowing up pipelines, <laughs> like the very least we can do is praise successes it is, for it, our yeah. people it and does. help bring people up. Like it does start within your own household, yeah. Because there's a lot of native households that aren't aren't, aren't together, yeah. right? There's yeah. a single mom, single dad, and so it's like that next generation that you're you're just trying to do better than what your parents had exactly and i think that's what i was trying to say is just like start somewhere you know what i mean yeah. like you don't have to be like you don't have to be at the very top we might that, get there or that it, itself is a, is a lesson in rebellion just living and living to your fullest potential is an act of rebellion dang man that was good that is it <laughs> y'all get out there and make some changes is what we're trying to say you know like we can do better we can do better we can be better you know 
So go out there and be a, make a difference. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I get my new car, I expect for everybody to be no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Um, anyways, all of this, you know, whoever that guy is that stole the car or whoever stole the car, like, do better. <laughs> yeah, you know, like stop, stop bringing your people. Man, down, you know man, what though? Whatever. That's Albuquerque past time. It is. That is, it's Albuquerque. Yeah, like, like it's it's a boost in it's a, <laughs> it's Albuquerque past so time. Benny boosters out there. Yeah. <laughs> Benny Bustamante. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hey guys, we're running out of time here, so uh, thanks for listening to uh, podcast this week. Make sure you check out that merch shop. Yeah, um, you can find the links to that shop in, in our the show notes and uh, and uh, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. wherever you find us. And uh, yeah, check it out. Get yourself some merch. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Listen. Yeah. Dang, son of Picasso, you got really good at that bass. I know. Y'all at home didn't know. <laughs> he was an accomplished uh, bassist. He also grew up as a saucier for <laughs> <laughs> a saucier before the war.